If you have been hurt in an accident, the other driver made a bad choice. So, make a good choice. Call 830-7070. Choose attorney Anthony Paglia for the maximum possible settlement of your injury case. Call 830-7070. Good morning, Clark County. Welcome to the show Money, Politics, and Religion. Because if we don't talk about it, someone else will control the narrative. First, money. How should someone handle money so they can make their lives better? Second, politics. How can we learn from other countries' failures to help improve our communities? Third, religion. How can we improve our spiritual lives so we can live in peace and abundance? Anthony Paglia's grandfather was the late Arturo Cambito, co-founder of the Latin Chamber of Commerce and Nevada's first licensed Hispanic architect. Anthony will share Arturo's legacy with you to help improve the community as Arturo would want. So if you're ever hurt in a car crash, call Anthony Paglia Injury Lawyer at 702-830-7070 for a free and confidential consultation. And now, here is the producer and your host, Attorney Anthony Paglia. Call 830-7070. This is Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Money, Politics, and Religion with Anthony Paglia, Injury Attorney. Ladies and gentlemen, can I get a round of applause? Thank you very much, Adam. I appreciate that. Good morning, AM listeners. Uh, Facebook Live, we have this on. Uh, Adam's going to pull up the Facebook Live here um, as I'm speaking. Uh, we're also going to replatform this as a podcast. Also, if you're interested in listening to this uh, on your smartphone, you can uh, get MyTuner Radio app. It's an app that you can download on your phone, MyTuner Radio. I use it to listen to uh, UNLV basketball games, uh, Colorado sports, uh, college sports. And you can listen to uh, um, this show as well, MyTuner Radio. Download it on your app today. And go ahead and uh, go on Facebook Live as well. Uh, our first announcement, we have uh, free tacos, horchata, corn, and music for all. Tuesday, February 4th, 2020, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., at 1397 Galleria Drive, 89014. It's going to be in my parking lot on the corner of Stephanie and Galleria, one block west of I-95 and Galleria Drive. We just want to let everyone in the community know where our office is. Uh, we accept walk-ins. Uh, consultations are free, so if you've been hurt in a crash, call right away so we can uh, help you get uh, your case in, in the right place. We have to work with these auto insurance companies, make sure we do the right thing for you, get you fairly compensated. So um, we also have another uh, affair going down, uh, Cambero Elementary Spring Fair, presented by LO4 Productions and my law firm, Anthony Paglia, Injury Lawyer, Thursday, April 2nd, 2020, after school at 2851 Harris Avenue, 89101. Uh, why we want to uh, show um, Arturo Cambero, you know, our appreciation for what he did for our community. Uh, the school is named after him. Uh, there's a quote on the front of the school painted on the wall that says, if you sacrifice, this country will give you an opportunity. What did Arturo Cambero mean when he said sacrifice? Well, he meant work, put in your time, uh, be with your family, love your God. You know, we talked about the loving God um, earlier on the first show with that publication from the Latin Chamber of Commerce. So sacrifice for your family uh, to work hard. That's what he meant in that quote is on the uh, entryway of the school at Canberra Elementary. So that's important. Um, also at the uh, fair, we're going to have a free puppet show. Um, LO4 Productions is going to put on a, a really fun uh, puppet show for the kids there in the cafeteria. 
We'll have crayons and uh, coloring paper for the kids as well. It's going to be a family event. And uh, we had uh, Adam was there at the um, the last uh, Kimbero, um Spring Fair, and he saw the puppet show, and he got a little taste of it. It was a good time, would you say? It was a good time, for sure. I mean, especially if you like puppets, number yeah. one. Uh, but also, if you're, if you're a kid and um, you like to kind of just get out of the house, do something that's a little bit different, maybe learn something, yeah, um, yeah it's a really good event. The, the puppet show promotes, you know, sharing, caring your, with your neighbor, you know, gospel type stuff, which is great. And uh, Adam, make sure you bring your, uh, your baby boy next time. I'll bring my kids. Oh, for sure. So it'll be a good time. There's going to be a DJ there putting up some, uh, mixing some music for us. Some dubstep. Maybe. Maybe. Beachy stuff. We might have to. Mariachi band. We're going to, um, we're in the works of getting a mariachi band. Your hair looks good, Adam, for okay. Facebook Sorry, Live. Sorry, everybody. I'm fixing my hair right now so that I can make sure I look good on Facebook Live. Are we live right now? No, we're not live Make yet. it live, buddy. We Let's do it. Right. So we're on uh, Facebook Live. We're running a little bit behind schedule. Uh, you'll see that there's only two of us today. Martha is on a beach somewhere having a martini. And um, next week is going to be, the room's going to be filled with people. We're going to have um, an inspiration of Arturo Cambero. He started, uh, when he first started the Latin Chamber of Commerce, he had what was the, uh, it was the, uh, the Circulo de Cubanos. So we're going to have the uh, small business circle here on the radio show. We're going to have some small business owners. We'll talk about that in a little bit here. So Canberra Elementary Spring Fair, be there or be square. Also, I wanted to make an announcement that me and my brothers, Michael and Matthew, uh, we provided a free shopping experience at the teacher exchange uh, to kick off the semester. Uh, for all the teachers there at Canberra. Um, we're setting up a time and date for us to deliver these things to them. Um, the pack includes pencils, crayons, colored pencils, markers. Um, it goes on and on. Pencil sharpeners, erasers, two pocket folder, glue sticks, ruler, and a pencil case for 30 students. So that'll be great. You know, my brothers, uh, thank you guys for uh, pitching in and raising the money to um, support the teachers at Canberra Elementary. They're also going to get a gift card for $500 or 500 points. I'm not sure what that equals in dollars. I've, last I heard it was maybe $200. I'm not sure. But hopefully it'll help a lot with the students and supplies with the teachers. I know that it makes their lives easier. Uh, they don't have to dip into their own pocketbook, something that I know happens a lot with teachers around the Valley. And so um, the introduction, that the, the uh, there's a recording that says, the other driver made a bad choice, so make a good choice, choose my office. What do I mean by that? Because I've had some responses from listeners. They're like, well, you know, it was an accident. They didn't mean to do it. Well, here, what led to the accident was the choice, right? I'm, on, I'm, with, I'm driving down the road, and I make the choice to text my, fr my, you know, my friend. Well, it's like if you drink and drive, right? And you're driving down the road, and you're like, I didn't mean to drink and drive, but you did. Well, you, you didn't mean <laughs> you, you didn't mean to cause the crash, yeah. right? But you chose to get behind the wheel while you're drinking, or texting, or you chose not to look at the road, and that's what um that's what I mean. So you know, at the end of the day, there is a choice that cause that eventually causes the chain reaction where you end up crashing into someone and maybe hurting someone or hurting yourself. So I, I know I've had some feedback from listeners on that issue. Uh, regarding um, if, if you've made a bad choice, you know, someone made a bad choice, make a good choice and choose our law firm. And um, well, it's like with dog bites, right? Like you didn't, you didn't tell your dog to attack somebody, but if they did attack somebody like that was your dog, it your goes responsibility. way back to the original responsibility of you to making sure that your dog is not a dog that bites people, or at least if they are, you're controlling them. 
Right. In and some capacity, right? Yes. And there's the biggest issue with dog bite cases is where did it happen? Where, how is the auto policy, or excuse me, the homeowner's policy? This is now dog bites attached to the homeowner's insurance policy. And so what if the dog leaves the property? See, then that's something we got to uh, look at case by case basis. The insurance yeah. company is going to deny um, a bike that's not on their property. However, the policy could be written in a way where there is coverage. So it, it's a, it's a um, specific thing that we got to look at case by case. And um, looks like we might have a phone call already. Nice. Okay. We got Domingo. Yes. Domingo Cambero. Arturo Cambero's brother, we have him on the phone today for an interview. And yeah. um, thank you so much, Dio, for, for being on here today. We, we greatly appreciate it. Okay. And uh, for the audience, you're an architect, a small business owner. and um, yes, I, yes, I am. You came here from Cuba. You overcame um, the communist oppression over there? I sure did. I escaped uh, communism. In 1962. So you, you are um, a great inspiration for a lot of Latinos, a lot of listeners out there. Um, Miguel Barrientos says that a big portion of our listeners are um, male, you know, decision makers. And so they're going to listen to this interview and, you know, hope to um, ins- be inspired to start their own business and be their own success and uh, provide for their family. Uh, that's, I hope so. <laughs> Right, that's the goal. So I'm just going to ask you a few questions here. If you could, for the audience, tell us a little bit about your life in Cuba before communism. Okay. Well, um, before communism, Cuba was a typical paradise. I enjoyed the weather and trips to the beaches, uh, which were nearby. Uh, Schooling, working, playing sports at the clubs and uh, a little bit concerned about the uh, the later part of uh, the 50s, uh, the revolutionaries were planting bombs in the public places and killing innocent people. And that's uh, what the communists wanted to do, create havoc. And, uh, if, but if you were not involved uh, on that, you didn't have to worry about the government. Life uh, went on as usual. Gotcha. Could you tell us about your life in Cuba after communism? Or at least a little bit about the transition, you know, how, how, like what prompted you to come to the U.S.? Like what was the process like? And if you could tell us a little bit about that. I I tell you, it was, uh, um, I really, you know, every, myself and everyone, I think in Cuba thought that Castro, uh, we did, we didn't know he was a communist. And in fact, uh, uh, we read later that that as he was coming down the mountains with all of the uh, all of his people, he had he had uh, gathered some uh, crucifix, uh, and uh, everyone was showing because Cuba is a very very Catholic uh, 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 island, and uh, and so when they came down, they all were wearing their their crucifix, and uh, so everybody thought there was. You know, a liberation, but uh, on the good side. Well, as soon as they took power, got all of the weapons and everything else, uh, private uh, guns and uh, in control, they got rid of that. And uh, I never forget listening to his first speech. Uh, that's Fidel Castro, 
where when he said that he was a Marxist Leninist and he will be here for the rest of his life. Wow. So I knew that right there and then that what they really were, uh, you know, this was not a revolution against uh, a dictator, but it was it was a communist takeover. So I immediately that, that week I applied to leave the country. I filled out a form uh, that that uh, they gave me at the police station and uh, requesting to leave the country. I had to then gather some documentation, many, many documents uh, that I had to submit. But immediately uh, the next day, I, I lost my job. I was a uh, draftsman in the uh, architectural department of the city hall in, in the town that I lived in, which is Santiago de Las Vegas. Wow. So uh, it took three years. And that following day, they came over uh, to um, my mom's house uh, where where I lived, and and they made a complete inventory of everything in my room, all of all of my clothing, uh, to the so many socks, uh, so many pairs of shoes, the you know everything that was in that room that I slept. That Crazy. they made a complete. Uh, a, a complete inventory, and three years later, when I received the the um, notice that I could leave the country, uh, they came back that day and had the list. and And if I did if if I did not have, let's say I had uh, five pairs of uh, uh, socks uh, in the drawer, and uh, there was only four. I couldn't leave the country. So you had to have everything that it was in that list before, you know, if you were to leave the country. That's wow. how process that was. Leave all your stuff. Well, and I mean, Hello? they were clearly just being so specific because they wanted you to fail, right? I mean, they kind of wanted you to not they want, be able to. They, they wanted everything that, yes, they wanted to make it difficult or and or unpleasant if you were leaving the country. How did they feel about as guns? You no, know, we were cataloged uh, uh, worms because, you know, you know that by leaving the country you were just not as not as as good as a worm. A worm. Wow. I, yeah, a worm. So yeah. before that, um, Castro took over. They were. Uh, I mean, were they taking people's guns? Were they? Was that a thing, or was that was that a big issue? Um, just the weapons. Uh, yes. It was. I mean, uh, they they uh, two two days after they took over, uh, they, they control everything. They, they they notified everybody that needed to register their guns, which whatever they were, they, even if you had a shotgun, that you were a hunter or any any weapons, you had to register at the police uh, department. So you brought you had to bring them in, and they said, okay, we'll we'll. Uh, here they fill out of this form and they had the, everything then all the information about whatever you brought in and come back you know we'll 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 get them back to you in a week well they didn't <laughs> and nobody got there unless you were a, a proven uh militia or or communist you you did not get your weapons back wow how did you yeah. uh, that's how, how they control well that's how they control it 
they also did the same thing with the, with the money. They sent, you know, again, uh, you know, shortly after taking over, they said uh, the old peso is not, not good. It's not going to be good on, on Friday. Uh, so you better bring them all, bring all the money and exchange it at the banks, okay? So all the way, because it's not going to be good thereafter. So you brought whatever you brought into the bank, and they give you a receipt on Friday by Friday. The next morning, when you went to pick up your money, if you if you brought in a hundred thousand old pesos and and expected the exchange or uh, to be the one to one, it was it was not. It was actually. 10,000 new pesos. That was the maximum to anybody. And if, But if you brought in 8,000 old pesos, you will get 8,000 old pesos. Wow. So, so they, 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 they capped you. Cleaned up, yes. Okay. That sounds terrible. Um, well, tell us about your struggle to make it to the United States. So they, they, they come and they do the inventory. They say, okay, don't take any of this stuff that we inventoried. Then what happens next? Well, uh you know, it, it was a complete hell living in, under communism. We had, we were watched uh, every every move by militia outlooks on each uh, block. Uh, we had no freedom of speech. Uh, complete oppression by the revolution, revolutionaries that confiscated all of the guns uh, with days after taking power. Our families took time uh, standing in lines at groceries, uh, waiting for shipments of rationed uh, food which was not sufficient to support our family. But if you were caught buying food in the undermarket, you were sentenced to 30 years in jail. Wow. By a, by a so-called popular judge, which was appointed <laughs> by, by the communists. They were just, so they were called popular judges. And, you, you know, if you were caught uh, contraband uh, or food to feed your family, it didn't matter. They did not want that. Uh, they did not want people to do that. They want. It was. It was a psychological thing. Uh, when you don't. When you don't have food, that's all you think about. You know, trying to feed your family and, and yourself, and and uh, you had no guns, and uh, now you're all worried about eating. And uh, so, it was terrible. It was really terrible. Um, I finally got uh, notice that I could leave the country. Uh, I was claimed by the family that I had already left uh, for Key West. And uh, so I, they, the, all you were allowed to take with you was uh, uh, three pairs of pants, uh, three shirts, one pair of shoes, and that's it. Nothing else. If you were caught contrabanding uh, gold, money, uh, anything, anything that was not in those, what I just listed, you could not leave the country. Well, wow. so pretty much required yeah. to come here in and poverty. You, were, you would have been sentenced to some kind of a prison uh, sentence by a popular judge. So finally, I, la- I landed in Miami, <clears throat> uh, and uh, I went to I went to uh, immediately to Key West, where my family was, and. Uh, I started uh, working in a uh, in a, uh, um, a car wash, uh, washing cars. And but uh, <clears throat> my late wife got very sick, so we had to we had to. Hey, Domingo, uh, we got to go yep. to a commercial break. We're going to hold it there. Car wash, working in Miami, your first job in the United States. 
Yes. Everybody listen to the Domingo. He started from the bottom. Now he's here. So let's uh, get back to the show. Uh, Domingo, thank you for your time. We'll be back to ask you some more questions. Thank you, sir. If you've been hurt in an accident, the other driver made a bad choice. So make a good choice. Call 830 Choose attorney Anthony Paglia for the maximum possible settlement of your injury case. Call 830 Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We got Domingo Cambero on the phone here uh, interviewing him, his story. Um, small business owner, very successful architect here in Las Vegas uh, from Cuba, overcame communist oppression. Um, first landed in Miami with just the clothes on his back, maybe a pair, maybe another shirt and pants. That was all they could he could take with him. Uh, was with family in Miami and start, was working at a car wash. Domingo? Yeah, then... Uh we uh, went from Key West, uh, moved to uh, Miami to be close to the Jackson Memorial Hospital, which uh, uh, my my late wife uh, was very sick. She was expecting our first baby, and and uh, uh, it was uh, available uh, the, the the hospital uh, hospitalization there. So I found a job at at. Um, a uh, cleaning the meat department of a supermarket, Stevens Supermarket in North Miami. We were in, in the, of course, uh, the Southwest, and I had to take two buses to go to work at uh, uh, get started seven o'clock in the morning, and uh, made a dollar an hour, thirty-two dollars take home pay. And uh, as soon as our baby was born on uh, in, in August, uh, well, we uh, decided to apply for the. Catholic Welfare, who would give, uh, they would give a, a one-way ticket anywhere in the United States for any Cuban that wanted to leave Miami, and uh, we took that up and uh, uh, landed in my in Las Vegas because my first wife's uh, sister and and husband were already here. We, I was really on my way to L.A. trying to find a job in architecture. And uh, so we landed in, in, La, in Las Vegas. I wanted, uh, the plan was to leave my wife with her sister, and then I would go to uh, L.A. And, and look for work in architecture. And uh, uh, what it really took place is I picked up the paper the following morning, and there were three ads uh, looking for architects. So I went and I applied at the first place that I applied, and uh, they hired me, and they, you know, they were, at the time in 1962, Las Vegas was really just a, a desert, a desert a, just built several buildings in the desert, and uh, not many architects wanted to come to work in, uh, in Las Vegas. So I was making a dollar fifty an hour, and that was absolutely wonderful. <laughs> I went on from there to work for uh, uh, Roundup Real Estate at three dollars an hour. And in 1970, I got my li uh, license, and uh, my brother and I started a new business uh, called Cambero and Cambero. Amazing. Uh, and uh, we, the rest is history. That's a beautiful thing. That's a great story, Domingo. We we uh, we really would thank you for sharing your story, uh, making it here to Las Vegas, and so um, you're here. You, you get your license. 1970, you start your own business with uh, right. Arturo Cambero, and you guys start designing buildings. What what are some of the uh, designs that you're most proud of uh, here in, in, uh, in our community? Well, uh, the most 
Well, all of the buildings that <laughs> that I designed, I, I'm really, really proud of. Uh, but uh, particularly the Showcase Mall, the parts of the Clark County Government Center, 101 elementary schools, uh, the Thomas wow. and Mac Center. The Thomas and Mac? Mendenhall. So, like, he, he's an original gangster, basically. Yes. Domingo, <laughs> original Vegas. Domingo is an original Vegas gangster. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, 101 yeah. elementary schools, the Thomas and Mac Center. Um, I didn't hear that. Could you, could you uh, go back through those again, Domingo? Well, uh, you want me to repeat them? If you could, please. Yeah, Showcase Mall on the strip next to MG, in front of NGM. Uh, parts of the uh, Clark County Government Center, uh, you know, the the pyramid and the uh, uh, county uh, chambers. Uh, we we uh, I designed uh, 101 elementary schools through many years of working with the Clark County School District, the Thomas and Mac Center and uh, the Mendenhall uh, facility. That's Those amazing. Some of the few, right. And, uh, you know, I, I, to, you're, I, I've seen the, the architecture of your home, too, uh, um, and I was just kind of bringing this up, up on the side. It looks kind of like a cool Miami beach-looking home. It's, it's probably one of the coolest-looking homes in the whole neighborhood there. Yes, I, I know. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, unbelievable. I designed that 25 years ago. And uh, still, yeah, still looks great. And Some absolutely. call it the white elephant, but that's okay. <laughs> I love it. It looks beauty great. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, I guess. Uh, mm. I, yes, I, it is a, it is a kind of a uh, modern uh, Miami style type of home, and uh, I'm really happy. I'm still in it, and uh, just enjoying every every part of it. Could Could you share with the listeners? You know. Um, Arturo Cambrero, he, you know, he was big on, you know, bringing people together so they can help each other. Can you tell us how the Latin Chamber of Commerce helped you in your career? Sure, sure. Um, you know, being a part of the Latin Chamber of Commerce helped uh, my uh, career tremendously as it provided uh, the forum to meet and interface with a great number of businesses and uh, governmental agencies. Um I think that uh, the uh, Latin community uh, should promote the work that the Latin Chamber of Commerce does uh, for our community, uh, attend all of the functions, uh, the monthly meetings, uh, La Oportunidad, the golf tournament, participate in the progress uh, and the programs that they offer, and attend learning seminars. Uh, the, the Latin Chamber of Commerce puts uh, tremendous uh, learning seminars. And, Domingo, you see, this is a little, probably a little bit off topic, but I was just kind of curious about, you know, if you were to be able to give, uh, you know, local entrepreneurs that are both immigrants and they're trying to start a business, they're trying to, you know, take care of their family, do you have any really solid advice that you would give them um, just if they're starting out and if, especially if they're, they're an immigrant starting out as an entrepreneur? I speak from experience. Hard work, long hours, and perseverance. Seek the help of other businesses which are part of the Latin Chamber of Commerce and participate in a lot of the Latin Chamber of Commerce functions. Okay. That's great. W tell us uh, what, what you, what, why you believe education is important. 
education, in my opinion, is the ladder, ladder to success. Whether it's during college years or post-graduation, uh, we never stop learning. It is the foundation of the ultimate success. It's what will we'll get you there. It's education. Got it. And uh, what, what is a, I mean, through all these years, all, all the, the hurdles, um, how, how, what would you say to someone who, hey, look, I'm, I'm facing a tough time. I, I'm having a hard time seeing through, um, through your experience. How, how do you, what would you say to someone to, that's going through Keep like trying. a tough time? Keep trying. Keep trying. And, uh, you know, look at, uh, uh, look at things uh, that on the positive, positive side, uh, people um, may may not uh, may have some uh, issues with uh, ethnicity, but uh, uh, that doesn't matter. Just put it be- behind you and continue to work and and try and persevere. That's the key. That sounds good. And, and on a side note, I, I know um, you're in the Gucci row there at the UNLV games. I I go to the games too, and I get to see it down there. Um, how long have you been a season ticket holder? Uh, since 1963. Dang. Amazing. So, yeah. I, I tell you, I remember the days at the uh, convention center, uh, Rotonda, where, where the, the players there, uh, you know, the UNLV had uh, the first uh, coach uh, I remember going to games was uh, Roland Todd. And wow. uh, it was uh, very interesting. It was a. Uh, the, the university, of course, was uh, small at the time, and but. But uh, then uh, years later, uh, they really uh, ended up being the number one in the country. So that's good. So you were there during the Tarkanian days? Yes, I was. For sure. Yeah, it's funny that there's a, there's a road named. Should, there should actually, be a road I'm, named after Kimberos, right? I mean, I'm, there's I, a. My legacy is goes through every one of the good and bad coaches at, at UNLV. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I, I, I stuck uh, through th- uh, thick and thin. Well, hey, they're, they're doing pretty good at home this year. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the new coach? I believe, uh, I tell you, great. He's Me too. He's a great coach. I think he finally got uh, those kids uh, playing with in, uh, intensity and enthusiasm. And uh, we'll, this is only the beginning. We'll see much better, better uh, uh, times with uh, uh, the university, uh, and both in, in basketball first and then uh, football. I agree. Yeah, I, I remember he uh, talks in the in the big screen there at the games, and he says we need big energy. And I feel like he's really bringing that big energy to the games. Those players are playing hard. It's it's fun to watch, and they got a new um, fireworks show. And I, I love taking the kids to watch the the fireworks. Um, they got the mascot. He's holding a firework now, and he shoots it into the air. That's, oh, that's always funny. a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I was born and raised here. And I've only been to one UNLV basketball game in my entire life. Well, I'll have to take you then. Yeah. We'll have to go, Adam. We'll have to I'll go take to the you game. up on that, Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's fun. It was last game was really a lot of intensity and and the uh, reminded reminded me of the old days of Tarkanian days. Uh, I'll tell you, it was really a, a, a lot of fun to watch them. Uh, uh, how how well they were playing and the and the crowd was in it. Uh, you know, the, unfortunately, we need to get more people on seats there and help the help the kids. I agree. I agree. I support them. Get behind them. Make sure they have some more fun while they're playing basketball out there. When's the next game? Um, 
you know the whole next home game is not until February. Oh, okay. Is this the next home game? I'm not sure when yeah. the when the next game is. They won they won their last two the home next, games. Next game, I think, is Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday uh, at home. Uh, we're playing uh, the number one uh, in the conference, uh, San Diego State, which are also number four in the in the country. So it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough game, but. We're definitely not going to lack uh, uh, enthusiasm and 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 drive. Okay, trying to beat them. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree completely. And your education, Domingo, you you were educated in Cuba, right? Yes, I I went to uh, University of uh, Havana in Cuba, and uh, um, I graduate. I actually uh, graduated. Uh, and uh, I took. Uh, it wasn't recognized in the United States, so I had to have a year's experience before I was allowed to take uh, the exam, uh, which was uh, from '62 to '70. I took the exam in 1970, passed it all in one shot, and became an architect in 1970. Amazing. Hey, Domingo, we have a calling question for you here. Um, someone's calling in to, to ask you a question. Yeah, okay. I have a question for. Mr. Cambiero? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, okay. What is your favorite Cuban dish to eat? <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> my, my favorite one is black beans and rice, fried uh, pork chunks, ripe plantains, and avocado salad. It is good. Why, why is that? Well, because it is really good. It soothes my palate. <laughs> that's great it's really crazy because when i was growing up i was like when i was in high school i had this friend who was cuban right and his his parents had had fled cuba uh, under castro right and but he and they they all spoke spanish they spoke spanish they didn't spoke, speak a word of english he spoke english perfectly of course but like you know i was growing up and i just had had my dad at home at the time and um you know they would invite me to dinner every single night i mean it was crazy right and they had the plantains and the rice and the black beans and i just it was the best i think it's by far one of my favorite foods is cuban like yeah traditional it food really, it really is. that's a staple really yeah actually uh, roasted pork but uh, you know that that's uh uh you know in in the pit and that's that's really awesome but but uh you could do it at home as fried pork chunks uh, and uh, and it's really great I'm going to have to make myself some fried pork chops this weekend, Domingo. Deal? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> make sure you have black beans and rice. I will. I definitely will. Uh, thank you, callers, so much for calling. Do you have, do you have any other questions for uh, Mr. Kimbero? No, but only where can I go and get that? It sounds so good. <laughs> is, is, do you have any recommendations, Domingo, maybe some local businesses? Uh, yeah, for? i tell you, I think that uh, Havana Grill is a great place to have some great Cuban food. And they have many I'm other things. I'm going to go there you know, for lunch Africa. today. Thank you. Yeah. All kinds of, you know, uh, red beans and uh, uh, rodeo. I mean, they got all kinds of stuff. Hey, Domingo, we got another call coming in for you. Um, we got to go ahead. Call, are you there? Yes. Uh, can I ask a quick question to Mr. Cambera? Yes, sir. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, um, how do you do to find a good GE uh, general contractors in that time? Right now, so many, and it's so hard to find a, a good quality general contractor. I wonder how do you do it in that time in 1970. I mean, it was, if we just hard right now to do it, it will be almost impossible in 1970. So how did you do it? 
Again, uh, uh, he was cutting out. Can you? Uh, uh... Yeah, he was essentially saying, "How how did you find a, a really good contractor? You know, you started in the 1970s, and even then, it was uh, you know we have the internet now; we can look everybody up and see reviews." But he's saying, "How did you find your contractors, and and how do you and do you have any recommendations on finding ones now? Good ones." Uh, well, it, it, it's all word of mouth, uh, of course, right? Uh, uh, the experience and and uh, the the, uh, uh, the work that other, several contractors may may do in town, uh, you find out from other people that uh, have a, the experience with the, the outfit. You could also uh, go to uh, the, the contractors association, and they have a list. Uh, with all of the bonded uh, contractors in town, in the different different uh, categories, so oh, that's uh, a good one. Yeah. It's it's available in the internet. So, okay, so they they give you categories. What type of categories do they divide it up into? Deal. Yeah, well, there are many different. You know, like uh, you know, you could have you may be looking for a landscape contractor. You may be looking for a uh, house re- uh, uh, remodeling. Uh, you know, yep. that kind of thing. And they'll tell you if they're if they're bonded. The important and thing is, yeah, is to check for for them, make sure they're bonded and they got insurance. Okay, uh, All call right, it. sounds good. Thank you so much. You're so very that welcome. Have a, have a wonderful day, caller. All right, thank. You. Domingo, you still right. there? Yes, I'm here. We have another caller. Nope, no other calls. Okay, so we 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 brought in those calls there. Uh, we appreciate you, Domingo, being on the show. Um, I love you, Dio. Um, hopefully, we inspired some people out there to, uh, you know, go out and keep trying and push hard. I think it's kind of crazy that you uh, were in Santiago de Las Vegas and now you're in Las Vegas. I th- there's something there. So yes, absolutely. All right. Well, thank God you bless so you. Much for, so, yeah, thank you. I'm honored to uh, been interviewed by you and um, wish you the best. Okay, and you are. I thank you so much, and we'll, we hopefully we'll get you back on. And uh, I know that Peter Guzman, the president of Land Chamber, he wants to interview you. So, uh, Domingo, thanks again so much. Your inspiration to all of us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you at the UNOV basketball games. God bless. Take care. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show, 1460 AM radio. We got Facebook Live going. You can download the app as well if you want to listen to the show on your smartphone. Uh, that app is called MyTuner Radio, and we're also going to replatform this as a um, podcast so we can listen to that on the go as many times as you want. I mean, I don't know how much of my voice you want to listen to, but that would be good. Forever. So we got some uh, events I want to make sure that everyone uh, knows about. We got uh, the uh, free Taco Sochata Corn and Music for All, Tuesday, February 4th, 2020, 11 a.m. Was that two weeks away? Yeah, we're right around the corner. Right around the corner. And it's really good tacos, good salsa. The corn is going to be delicious. We'll have tables and chairs for people to sit. We'll have uh, music. You could dance off the calories. Why are we doing it? Um, Well, you know, we're in... in, um, Henderson. And Henderson is, you know, I grew up half my life in Henderson, uh, my, the later years of my life before I went off to uh, college. And um, 
I used to work for the city of Henderson. I was a lifeguard and senior lifeguard for years. I checked chemicals at every Henderson pool to ensure swimmers were safe. I taught swimming lessons to kids, to classes, um, after school. And then on the weekends, I would teach uh, private lessons to adults. Um, I'm happy to share with you that I participate as a parent now in the parent and me swim classes in the same pool that I worked at. And uh, my third child will be in the summer class with me next year. That'll be a good time. And so we want to let the people of, city, of Henderson know that we are on the corner of uh, Stephanie and Galleria, one block off the 95. So if you're in a rush and you you know want some free food, just stop by right off the freeway right there. There's no reason to not stop by. Um, we can get you... Um, uh, compensation for if you've been injured in a crash. You got to know 830 because you never know when you need some dough. What type of dough are we talking about here, Adam? Money. Money <laughs> for your loss of use of your vehicle. What is that? If you can't use your vehicle, you, you lose, uh, lose the use of your vehicle. You get compensated for that. Um, there's also um, you know diminished value. The, as soon as you're in a crash, boom, the instant you're in a crash, you lose value in your vehicle. So there's there's compensation for that. There's auto insurance to cover that. So we help make sure you get a check for that. Is your car a total loss? Do you want to keep your car? What's that all about? What's the law that applies to that? We can answer those questions, free consultation, and we represent people uh, injured in crashes. We get the money for their lost wages. You're hurt in a crash and you miss time from work. Auto insurance, we maximize the policy. We'll get you your wage loss dollar for dollar. Uh, we've done it for many hundreds of people. And we also will get you... That's true. Thousands. Medical bills. We'll get your medical bills paid. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go to the hospital, you go to the doctor, um, you get some chiropractic therapy, hot, cold packs, massage the works. You got to get better. You got to get behind your injury. You don't want to sit at home and just be in pain and take the chance that it gets worse, right? But like real talk too, for real, I think that there's a lot of people out there that don't call attorneys, right? Like they, they've been a little bit injured or they, they think maybe they're okay after an accident. And like, this is me just trying to genuinely say, like, if you call Anthony and ask him questions, like, it's super easy. It's super, and it's 100% free, right? I mean, 100% it, free. If you have no case, he'll tell you if you have no case. Absolutely. So there's no re real reason not to. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste your time. And the thing is, a lot of people, they're, they're sitting at home, like, oh, I'm, I don't know if I'm hurt. I may not be hurt. If you don't document that you're, what you're feeling with an urgent care, with a hospital, at least that, then. If you are hurt down the road, worse, it turns out to be a worse injury, you got bad whiplash and you need all these therapies, then there's no documentation to show that you were hurt at that time. Auto insurance isn't going to believe you. They're like the police. Anything you say and do could be used against you. Anything you don't do and don't say could be used against you, meaning not going to see seek medical professional help when you've been hurt in a crash. I mean, we're talking big vehicles. I mean, uh, people you know, die in car crashes, like one of the biggest waves, one of the most, I don't know, biggest ways to get killed. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? It's, it's a dangerous thing. And it, what I find the most interesting thing about injury law, of injury law from just talking to you, from talking to a few different people, is the fact that, um, you know, a lot of people, they get in a rear-end accident or they get in a minor accident, right? And they get out of the car, first thing they say, they're like, oh, are you all right? Are you all right? People are like, are, you know, they're asking each other if they're all right. Like, you don't know if you're all right. There's True. like, that's the one thing that you've told me that I feel like I've taken away a little bit is like, adrenaline. Never, never say you're all right if you don't really know. You don't really know if you're all right after an accident. You know if you're all right maybe weeks later. I mean, there was a story, what I'm sure you know the name of her off the top of your head, where the lady who, um, she was rear ended, right? And she ended up dying from her injuries, yes. even though it seemed like nothing. And she actually died from her injuries weeks after the yes. actual accident. So you I, don't know if you're all right. Yeah, you know, the name doesn't bring, ring a bell at this 
point. We'll have to bring that story into the radio show and talk about it. And yeah. it wasn't even a rear-ender. It was a side-to-side uh, -side okay. impact, and her rib hit the uh, steering wheel, and it cracked her rib and punctured her heart, and she was slowly bleeding internally. And, and she, she like, didn't know. She just thought she, she was, she was like, kind of injured, yeah, maybe. She, yeah, exactly. And she ended up, she was at work typing at her computer, then she just, boom, hit the ground underneath her desk. Boss tried to get her, called the ambulance. She died. And it was Crazy. a minor, minor impact. I mean, you, it's, a, it's incredible. So yeah, we'll talk about that story. Cause that way, I mean, what do you want? Like, I don't want to call an attorney cause you're what you're scared. I mean, what do you want to end up like this lady under the desk? I mean, you got to protect yourself. What's weird. People always have that wall up, you know, they're like, they're like, Oh, call now for a free consultation. Call now for a free consultation. That's like, it, it, I think it freaks people out to be honest. I think a is lot of people don't really think, Oh, like, the reason why I was like stoked about this show actually is because I was like, oh, at least people will get to see Anthony as like the buddy that I see him. Like if I, like if I was, if I had a friend or family member that got an accident, I'd be like texting Anthony, like, hey, what, what, what do you need? What do I need to do? What should I do? I appreciate you know? that. So, Thank you. Yeah, that's nice, Adam. So, hey, we got another uh, announcement for a uh, an event, the Canberra Elementary Spring Fair, presented by LO4 Productions and my law firm, Thursday, April second, twenty twenty, after school. Um, I'd like to show my appreciation uh, for everything that the Canberra family's done for the community. So we're going to have free tacos, corn horchata, a uh, puppet show, and uh, the puppet show is good. We're going to we're going to try something different. We're going to have Adam mic up uh, Veronica, who's in charge of the puppet show from LO4, and we're going to film it, and we're going to have two camera angles. We're going to try to put together a little show for the community, for the for the TV, so the kids have something Saturday morning. If they miss this, they can watch it again down the road. We'll, we'll see what we can make that happen. Uh, we're going to have uh, um, crayons and paper for the kids. We're going to have a DJ and mariachi band. So it's going to be a good time Thursday, April 2nd. Uh, be there after school. Also, my brothers and I, Michael, Matthew, they um, raised funds for the Canberra teachers. We're going to get them a, 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 a classroom pack, which includes um, – Backpacks and pencils and crayons and everything for 30 students, and so each each teacher is going to get one. Oh, nice! So for, so like every student's going to get a backpack, which is going to be great. And each teacher is going to also going to get a gift card to go shopping at this teachers exchange. It kind of looks like a Walmart um, or a grocery store. It's pretty cool. It it sells things at an extremely discounted rate to licensed teachers. So that will help fill up the classroom with goods. We want the kids to look at the drawers and the shelves and see supplies and know that people care and not have it be desolate and, and the teachers I always be upset. think about how little teachers make and I always think god there's so many good people out there that would totally become teachers if it paid more like I genuinely believe that like I would have tried to be like a fifth grade teacher talking about American history had like if I knew that I could like make any kind of money whatsoever, right? I mean, yeah, it's, well, it's 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 like that's a truly dedicated career. Like it's like a career you have to choose because you love it because it's not easy to do and it's also not well paying. I mean, <laughs> so like I think you know I think it's, it's good tough. man. I think it's solid that you guys are doing so much to help out that school and I think that if it, if anybody's out there like you should probably try to get your kid in that Canberra Elementary right because you got Anthony he's gonna take care of it the rest <laughs> of his life. Well, uh, we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna bring my kids to these events and have them watch the uh, yeah. all these things, and yeah. it should be a really good time. And why are we on a Spanish radio show talking English? Well, my grandpa Arturo Cambero, he'd say you got to assimilate with the culture, pay your way, earn your keep, work hard. You heard Domingo say it. You got to just keep trying, work hard, long hours, and keep trying, pushing hard, working hard. So um, that's why we're doing that. We have um, Adam here to to help us um, bridge that gap. Um, we're sharing his legacy as a small business owner and a success. 
You know, Arturo Cambero is the first licensed Hispanic architect in Nevada and the co-founder of the Latin Chamber of Commerce. We're going we're gonna to take the Domingo interview that we just did. We're going to uh, redo it in all Spanish. We'll do, we're going to play it back-to-back for the audience down the road so they can hear Domingo's inspirational words, both in English and in Spanish. What do you think about that, Adam? Man, I, I, I really dig it. I, and I, just, I keep thinking about Domingo, and I'm thinking, God, it's, like, it's crazy how it really is the pinnacle of, of the American way, right? To come here from a foreign country, right? Have no money whatsoever, but like be partially educated. You're kind of fleeing from somewhere that sucks at the moment and you come here and like blow everybody away. Like I genuinely believe nobody like has the right to complain. <laughs> like, cause if you, like if, if, if anybody that looks like you has done it, you have no right to complain anymore. It, it, obviously there's certain pressures coming against you and me as a, as a white male, right? Like I have certain privileges it, 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 like, you know, that I didn't decide on or, or c- control in any capacity, right? Just something that I'm born with, right? Like, I don't really have a good right to complain ever when a person like your, you know, your grandfather and his family came here from a different country, had no money at all. No, no, like there's no, there was, nobody was helping them fill out paperwork. Nobody was helping them, you know, save for college. Nobody gave them a small loan for a million dollars to start their business like they did Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's just so many things that I think it's just such a good story. Um, not that. only for not only for immigrants, right, but for but for entrepreneurs. You know, we're a nation of immigrants. I learned I was I took a lot of trial academy classes after law school, and one of the questions they want us to ask jurors, you know, in a courtroom is if you go back five generations, what country is your family from? And yeah. everyone on that jury pool should answer somewhere outside the United States because no one is from the United States, right? They got the Native Americans here and stuff, but yeah. we're talking jury pool, Clark County, you ask these folks, um, hey, if you go back five generations, where are you from? And it's going to be outside of the United States. And so we're a nation of immigrants. Um, some people f- tend to forget or don't know their heritage or roots. That's why it's important to know. Well, we think we have that. it so bad too, right? Like we're so worried about the politics in, in this country and stuff like that. And obviously yeah. the stuff, some stuff is a slippery slope, but look sure. at how... I mean, Domingo was talking about how they basically just said, we're coming in, we're taking your guns, we're taking your stuff. We want you to switch out your money. Like, Gun that grabbers. stuff does not happen here. Well, it, like we have, I it's mean, subversive. It could, it's subversive. Like, there was the presidential candidate on TV saying, hell yeah, I will take your AK or your... Oh, what? Beto. Beto or Yeah, Beto works saying, hell, hell yeah. yes, I will we'll take your AK-47, AR-15. AR-15. Yeah. He's gonna, that is a secret communist because yeah. look at what he said. Um we had uh, Fidel Castro uh, come down from the mountains wearing a crucifix, yeah. but it was a, he was misrepresenting himself. Totally. And so I think Beto is, is why would you want to take my gun? I love my gun. You know, I I, I just bought a hundred round clip for my uh, for my gun. Yeah. And why? Because I tyranny. I want to avoid tyranny. If these people, these fake Catholics with their Christian, you know, with, just like Fidel did with the Cubans. I have a hundred rounds in this one thing. I'm, and if they come by to register, whoops, I lost all my guns and everything in a boating accident in Lake Mead. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is for me, sir, because um, I, I, I can see well, how— Well, look at happened at the, with the church in Texas, right? I mean, what happened? Like, like, well, you saw, the, you saw the shooting, right? The, okay, yeah. I mean, what's crazy is that nobody actually talks about that shooting that much, right? Because 25 people didn't die. Only two people died, right? So it became kind of a small deal. Did but someone reality, intervene and, and, and save someone's life? Dude, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't hear about that story. So it was like, basically what happened was, as a creepy dude in a hood was like, everybody was creeped out, right, in this church. And But they were live streaming it on Facebook, okay? 
So they're live streaming it. And all of a sudden, this creepy dude in the hood stands up, pulls out a, a shotgun, and fires, right? And where? Like, and in, in Texas. And at the people he fires where? Into he the kills crowd? a guy right away, right? Okay. And all of a sudden, like four old guys stand up and pull out their gun and shoot the guy. Right? There you go. So I'm not saying... Why doesn't the mainstream report that, is what you're saying? Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. why isn't that being hammered? But obviously, we know why it's not being hammered, because it doesn't fit into the in, into the majority Script. liberal agenda, right? Like, yeah. the, it, but, but what I truly believe is that, you know, that's not a Democrat or Republican issue. That's an American issue. Like, Americans, yet, we, like, we are not willing to give up a little bit of security to, like or give up our freedoms for a little bit of security. Like that's basic Benjamin Franklin stuff, right? Like we're like, go back to the original days. Like we are not willing to give up the freedom for security. Like the whole point of America was to be able to be self-sufficient and be able to protect your family. Private property, have your own guns, speak your mind, pray the way you want to pray. Yeah, and I'm registered Democrat, but like I will go fighting tooth and nail for my for my gun rights, you know, because Good. it's the one thing look at look what happened with the Bundys back in the day, right? I mean, the the reality was that they could have just pushed those guys off the land if they were just any other protesters, similar to the Native Americans were pushed off, right? Because they, they have signs. But when you have guns and you're on horses, the government just a little bit more hesitant to try to take your stuff because they're kind of like, well, um, there's going to be a shootout and there's going to be blood. It's going to be a I mean, basically, you'd have to massacre a bunch of Americans to get your way. And most government officials are not willing to take that kind of pressure, you know, especially elected ones. Right. So, yeah. It seems to be like a subversive thing there where. You know, all the people, like, you know, my dad would say, guns are like men's jewelry. You know, women like jewelry, gold and things, and men like their guns. It's just the way it is. And the bigger picture is tyranny. We have our guns to avoid tyranny. And... And we like them because they're cool and they're fun. So we are, you know, that, and it's a risky deal to have them. Well, the problem is they give you a sense of power, right? I mean, having a gun in your True. hand, it gives you like, oh, I, I can take life or death. Like, like, <laughs> life or death right now for everybody around me. I but- can protect my family. Boom. Yeah, but it, it but, feel stronger. But it's also like I think people forgot about the like the phil- the philosophical part of the guns. You know what I mean? It was, it was a part of the philosophic the philosophy of American the American way. You know, I mean, if you don't like uh, y- you know people having guns, um, you know the reality is is that it's just like it's too too friggin' bad. It's it's our duty <laughs> to exercise our constitutional rights, right? It's our duty for me to exercise my right of free speech to talk about. That's why I named the show Money, Politics, Religion. I won't be shut up. Money, Politics, Religion, uh, First Amendment, Free Speech, Second Amendment. If I didn't think Bernie Sanders was going to come try to take guns, I would think he was a good candidate, to be honest. Like, He's like he, Fidel Castro. I mean, He's he does want to pay off my student loans, and I'm like, uh, pretty much, if you want to pay off my student loans, I'll pull <laughs> for anybody. Well, for but, any, Nothing in life is free, right? I, so when, when a politician sells to you free it's a lie because well, we it's pay biblical. 10 times more than the next countries b- below us in military spending, right? If what if we only spent half that? We'd still be the biggest military in the world. We'd still be dominating everybody, but we could actually pay off. The, like we could pay that stuff. We could pay healthcare. Like I think that it's a little bit of a, an accounting problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Less right. Philosoph- well, the, philosophical. Federal, the Federal Reserve, but there is no reserve, right? So yeah, yeah. that's good stuff. Uh, we're talking about money, politics, religion here, folks. We'll be right back. Thank you so much. You've been hurt in an accident. The other driver made a bad choice. So, make a good choice. Call 830 Choose attorney Anthony Paglia for the maximum possible settlement of your injury case. Call 830-7070. Y ahora, regresamos con lo mejor del programa para la comunidad hispana. Radio La Voz de Nevada. This is for, this is for, no, not 
back to the show here today. Thank you for tuning in. We're on Facebook Live. And uh, if you want to get this uh, downloaded on your smartphone, if your case you're on the run here, My Tuner Radio. If you're getting out of your car, still want to listen, My Tuner, My Tuner Radio, M Y T U N E R Radio. It's an app on the smartphone, so you can listen to this 1460 AM Deportes Vegas. We got uh, next week, Adam. Yes. No, no, I'm just, I'm cutting you off for no reason. Okay. Well, (laughs) on accident. Hey, you got to keep me on my toes here, guys. So we got um, next week, we have a big show. I'm trying to, Arturo Cambero, when he started, before the Latin Chamber of Commerce was formed, he had what, what he called the Circulo de. Cubanos, right? The circle of Cubans. And so what I want to do is um, have circle of small businesses. We're going to have the small business circle next week. We're having Jerry Zavala, Z-A-V-A-L-A from Falcon Signs, Zavala from Falcon Signs. He um, is a bilingual, so he'll speak Spanish. He's going to plug his business Spanish and he's doing the signs for my uh, law firm now where we're having Taco Tuesday. So those signs oh, nice. will be up. They had to go through a lot of hoops with the city of Henderson, getting licenses, and then the mall HOA and all this stuff, the the association. So Jerry will be on. He's going to tell us a little bit about <clears throat> that and how everything is going with the signage at the building. Uh, Simgo will be here next week from Cobra Kai Jiu Jitsu. We're going to have our uh, youth uh, program. We're going to have we're going to build a Latino Jiu Jitsu team. We're going to be choking people out. Yep. Angel Rodriguez will be here. I've known Angel for such a long time. He's also a small business owner. He's partners with, uh, he's got that retail store, Keep It Moving. He's partners with that rapper Dizzy Wright. You know what I'm talking about? Anyway, Angel Rodriguez, <laughs> he'll be he'll be here. Well, Dizzy Wright uh, is a famous, popular rapper from Vegas. He's got the song about uh, uh, Mayweather. He's got the Mayweather rap song. And yeah. anyhow, um, Angel will be here. He's Angel's extremely... Um, fashionable nice and he's going to tell us like the latest sales i have at a store and stuff yeah he's he's a really cool guy uh we go way back and then we're going to have here um jeff lavelle from the broker um the uh his he has a real estate firm and he's going to come on here and tell us basically why you got to stop renting stop playing the renting game and it's time to buy then he's going to explain to you why i know i've known jeff lavelle since um saint vider days i mean we go way back, and we'll talk about his mom. She was a police officer that became a district attorney. She's a, a deputy district attorney now, an attorney. So we're going to uh, have uh, these people on, and we're going to uh, promote their businesses and explain what it is they do to help uh, the community, and we want to get more people to use their services. So we want to get them on. Um, so that's one, two, three, four small business owners. Me, you will be there. Martha will be there. It's going to be a good time, so make sure you tune in next week. For the show, uh, don't forget we're gonna have uh, free tacos. There's a I don't know if you saw there was a Geico commercial, auto insurance commercial where a guy he gets a free taco and he like floats in the air. Have you seen that commercial? No. Okay. There's Tell a, me about it. Okay, there's a Geico commercial. It's like a he's a, you know a gringo you know white guy. He's got red hair. He's got the uh, I think he's got like a mustache. He's sitting down at a restaurant and then he gets a free taco and then like the set kind of falls apart, and he starts floating in the air holding his taco. He's so happy that he got a free taco. So I'm hoping at, the, at our event... That people Tuesday, are floating around yeah, with tacos. Yeah, people are floating around with tacos. <laughs> February 4th, 2020, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., 1397 Galleria Drive, 89014. It'll be in my parking lot right off the freeway, I-95 in Galleria, right on Stephanie there. You won't be able to miss us. We're going to have booths set up. 
Uh, we're going to have the corn lady uh, DJ. It's going to be fun. It, it was fun last time. Did you have a good time, Adam? Yeah, yeah, man. I always have a good time with free food. <laughs> I learned that early on to embrace free food at all times when I was in college, pretty much eating potatoes and eggs and whatnot. There you go. All right. So, yeah, free food's always but a good isn't thing. It, isn't it ironic how, how, uh, how friendly insurance companies advertise, right? Like, that's, like, part of the strategy, right? Yes. I mean, that must be part of it is to, like, be the friendly person be yes. the funny guy be like, the hilarious guy and then all of a sudden hey you're okay right no well, uh, we yeah, talked okay. about it we talked about with steve the quick release right they, they show up to the scene sign this for quick money we don't you know and yeah we're your best bud your best bud sign here here's 250 bucks go about your way also in the insurance companies you don't know this maybe you know this but if you're hurt in a crash and you're represented by an attorney they have a whole separate division to deal with that versus an unrepresented person who was hurt in a crash that calls the auto insurance saying, hey, hey, uh, can you help me? And they have a separate department who, that deals with specifically unrepped, unrepresented legal counsel. Crazy. And then, so those people, you know, they call and they, hey, I need your help. And the problem with the auto insurance is it's a corporation entity. Miguel Lopez was on the show earlier this month talking about legal entities being separate living creatures in a way. And these entities, these corporate entities, these auto insurance corporations, these mega companies, these billion dollar corporations, there's an inherent built in um, conflict of interest because they have to increase the bottom line to their stockholders. And so they, 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 without any, any respect or thought to anyone outside of that, like actual situations, like actual, well, because if you, just a business, if you got to pay out an injury claim, that's money out the door and that, that doesn't increase the bottom line. That doesn't help stockholders. So there's an inherent um, conflict of interest for them to increase their bottom line, yet they need to pay out on an injury claim. So that's why you need an attorney. Uh, that's why I, I, you know, I'm, I'm biased because I am an injury attorney. However, I'm just telling you objectively why I would get an attorney, you know, hurt. Seriously well, it's like you do it every day. You know exactly the ins and outs. That's why they have to give you to a different department because they're like, okay, well, this guy, we can't just manipulate. This guy, we can't just, you know, we got... You know, they have to send you to the special people that has to deal with it because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, that's what it seems like to me for sure. Well, Steve, Steve Nickel, the uh, on-the-job injury attorney, he's going to be back on the show. He's going oh, nice. br- to bring in the, the law that was passed to protect people from these situations when they get the quick release. And we're going to, we didn't get a chance to cover it last time. Yeah. We're going to cover it again. It's the NR, NRS, the Nevada Revised Statute. There's a, a law to help uh, protect people in these situations. So it's important to talk about these things. So that way you're protected when well, you're like, and just crush. to remind people too, like Anthony doesn't just do car washes or car washes. <laughs> Anthony <laughs> doesn't just wash cars. You know, nope, I do, do way more than that, sir. <laughs> he does. Obviously he does car wrecks. Obviously you do car accidents and pedestrian car accidents and things like that. Yes. But like you do dog bites. Like if, if like a dog, like I say dog bites, cause I always feel like people don't really fully realize the potential of like, like a, like a claim when if somebody brings their dog into a grocery store or something and it bites your kid cause they're an idiot, you know, and your kid, I mean, unknowingly touches the dog that shouldn't be touched, you know, and it bites them. Like you have a claim, right? I mean, in every, some capacity, every case. Yeah, every every case is different. It depends. The thing is, if a dog bites, you got to go get a consult. Let us look into it to see what we can do. There could be a scar. There might be a scar revision estimate that we can use to go after the homeowner's insurance. And there could be a claim. So, you know, don't just sit around and be in pain. Call 830-7070 because you never know when you need my help. Free consultations today. We'll be back. Thank you. Boom. Boom.
you've been hurt in an accident, the other driver made a bad choice. So, make a good choice. Call 830-7070. Choose attorney Anthony Paglia for the maximum possible settlement of your injury case. Call 830-7070. Thank you for listening to our show this morning, Money, Politics, and Religion, with attorney Anthony Paglia. Tune in next week to hear more politics, money, and religion. And remember, if you're ever hurt in a car crash, call attorney Anthony Paglia, injury attorney, at 702-830-7070 for a free and confidential consultation. Call 30-7070. Muchas gracias por escuchar hoy al abogado Anthony Paglia con su programa Dinero, Política y Religión. Los esperamos la próxima semana y no olvide si usted o alguien en su familia ha sufrido un accidente automovilístico, llame hoy al abogado Anthony Paglia al 702-830-7070. Muchas gracias por acompañarnos y deseándoles un día lleno de muchas bendiciones.